So to start off this episode, I have a moment in the script where I want to reference a couple of famous double albums, and I have not decided which ones I want to use. So I am just going to say as many as I could find on Google that I personally recognized. London Calling, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, The Wall, Physical Graffiti, Blonde on Blonde, The Beatles, The White Album, Exile on Main Street, Speaker Box, The Love Below, Songs in the Key of Life, Quadrophenia, Electric Ladyland, Sign of the Times, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, Tommy, Major Nation, Hi, welcome to Flywheel Fridays, keeping up with the federal IT news cycle, one conversation at a time. I'm Alexander Bulova, media producer for GovCIO Media and Research. With me today are my wonderful co-hosts, Deputy Editor Kate Macri and Staff Writer Researcher Sarah Seibert. Kate and Sarah, welcome to the show. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Alex. We are back after a brief hiatus for a double album of a podcast, two event recaps in one episode. During the past week, we held both our Cyberscape Zero Trust in-person event, as well as our Cyberscape Data and Automation Security virtual event. Much like such classic albums as London Calling, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, Daydream Nation, this conversation may run a bit long, but I promise you won't want to skip a track. Let's start with our in-person Zero Trust event. Kate, want to kick us off? Sure, Alex. So our Zero Trust breakfast last week was a huge success. We had a great turnout and some really insightful panels. I moderated the fireside chat with CISA's Associate Director for Vulnerability Management, Jay Gasley. And it was a really interesting conversation because we talked a lot about the technical debt weighing down federal agencies and how that's impeding their zero trust efforts. But we also discussed how data management is a really important foundation to a successful zero trust strategy, because if you don't know where your data is and what a normal day for your data looks like, for lack of a better way of saying it, then you're not really going to understand the best way to protect it or how to budget and deploy efficient cybersecurity strategies. And that was something that was actually a pretty common theme on some of the other panels. So defense digital service expert, Nicole Thompson and HHS OIG CIO, Gerald Karen talked about similar concepts when they said that zero trust, that the first step towards zero trust is data mapping as opposed to network mapping. Because again, you have to understand where your data is and what's going on with your data before you can figure out the best way to protect it. And I thought that was a really great way to add some depth to the zero trust conversation because I feel like people have been talking a lot about zero trust over the last year and a half. And sometimes people just start repeating themselves and talking about the same things. One of the other big takeaways that I thought was super interesting was cybersecurity in relation to user experience. So one of the biggest problems facing a lot of federal agencies right now, especially the Defense Department, is creating very like complex cybersecurity hurdles and controls around accessing data that make it really difficult for someone who's just trying to like get what they need to do their job. 
And if you make the user experience and the process of logging in and jumping through all these security hoops like too burdensome, then people are going to try to find ways around those cybersecurity controls, which then results in more opportunities for breaches and for hacks and creates the problem of shadow IT. And so Gasly talked a lot about the importance of user experience when it comes to zero trust. And so did DISA technical director Drew Malloy, who said security can't come at the cost of performance, which I think was a really great point. Sarah, did you have any insights about the event? Yeah, those were some great takeaways. So I moderated the ICAM solutions panel and that featured GSA's director of the Identity Assurance and Trusted Access Division, Ken Myers. So GSA serves in sort of a cross-government function where they help other agencies implement different standards, provide best practices, et cetera. So GSA has developed a number of new playbooks to guide agencies through ICAM implementation, especially as more data and services move to the cloud. Myers alluded to a new privileged identity playbook, which is set to be released in the coming weeks. And the playbook is currently undergoing final reviews. And this was a collaboration between GSA and DHS's continuous diagnostic mitigation program. And looking into 2023, GSA will work to align the federal ICAM infrastructure to the identity action steps within the federal zero trust strategy. And GSA will also focus on insider threat mitigation. We also had an SBOMS and software security panel featuring leaders from the White House and NIST and the Defense Digital Service. So the speakers discussed new policies and strategies that have come from President Biden's executive order on cybersecurity. Phil Stupak, director of federal cybersecurity within the office of the National Cyber Director, explained that he has been pushing to implement stronger software security, moving away from perimeter defense and toward breach detection and damage mitigation. Additionally, Natalia Martin, director of NIST's National Cybersecurity Center of Excellence, said her agency is focusing heavily on collaboration and knowledge building, which informed the newly released secure software development framework. The ultimate goal of this approach is to build in the kind of whole of network security that can prevent or at least mitigate the damage from zero day incidents like solar winds. Also, Nicole Thompson, digital services expert at the Defense Digital Service, explained that her agency has been especially proactive in developing methods of harm mitigation, and this includes its recent bug bounty program that encourages participants to seek out vulnerabilities in software. And then finally, to wrap up the event, we had a closing fireside chat with VA CIO Kurt Delbeni. He said the key to VA's zero trust journey will be its increased focus on integrating its principles within the workforce. Additionally, VA is focusing on culture change as it continues to integrate security as core to the agency's mission. Delbeni believes security should be part of an employee's passion and how they think about everything that goes on at a given agency. So to make this vision a reality, Delbeni is looking to close the pay gap between government and industry to recruit and retain top cyber and tech talent. And then over the next year, VA is working on an internal roadmap for implementing Zero Trust, also using a Zero Trust scorecard. The scorecard would help measure success of Zero Trust implementation across the agency and help guide upcoming strategies. Kate? 
any closing thoughts on this event? I think one of the other big themes that we're seeing in the conversation around zero trust that Del Benny also touched on, and honestly, I think all of the panels touched on this a little bit, is the importance of shifting the cultural mindset around cybersecurity in order to get ready for zero trust. So Natalia Martin, who is the acting director for the National Cybersecurity Center of Excellence at NIST, described this as a pretty important thing to do when getting ready for zero trust. She said for NIST, that means putting on public events and workshops and basically fostering a community around what zero trust looks like and developing a common language and common goals and basically a common mindset around what successful implementation of zero trust looks like. So I think that was a pretty important takeaway. The U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, CISO Don Watson, also said that cybersecurity leaders need to be enablers of their business or agency mission and develop close relationships with product and development teams to move towards a zero trust mindset. And I think that's a big part of the cultural element around zero trust as well. Yeah, that's a great point. If you thought one cyberscape wasn't enough, we just wrapped up our data and automation security event, which featured two fireside chats. Kate, who was our first speaker? So our first speaker was the acting CISO for the Department of the Navy, Tony Plater. And he talked a lot about how the Department of the Navy is getting its data ready for zero trust and also for artificial intelligence and automation tools to improve their overall cyber posture. And, and some of the ways that AI and automation are supposed to help with cybersecurity is by automating security responses. So you're just automatically blocking hackers before they can, with every attempt that they make, basically. Also using AI to decipher information following a cyber incident and using that information then to respond to future threats and also to identify gaps and ways for the Department of the Navy to basically strengthen their overall cybersecurity posture. So it was a really interesting conversation. He also talked about culture, especially when it comes to shifting to a zero trust mindset and getting ready for these new emerging technologies for cybersecurity. It seems like getting people on board with all of these new methods and approaches and also getting them in the right headspace for what's required to get there is a really big priority across government right now. And it was really interesting to see the synergy between that fireside chat and Jay Gasley's at our Zero Trust Breakfast, you know, where they're both talking about the importance of data management and data governance and how you really need that if you're going to start protecting the data because you can't protect it if you can't manage it and don't have standards for it. And then also the cultural piece as well. Right. That was definitely a great discussion and great job moderating. <laughs> and then the next fireside chat we had was with uh, ICE CISO Rob Thorne. 
he explained that you can't be successful without implementing some sort of automation. And without automation, you're not going to be able to stay ahead of the adversary. So ICE is looking to implement workflows to increase speed and incident response. And Thorne noted that automated incident response will allow organizations to quickly react to threats. And in fiscal year 23 and 24, Thorne will focus on automation to support zero trust, making automated decisions on what resources they'll be allowed to access and their privileges. And then also containerization is going to be key. Additionally, ICE is heavily investing in a data streaming platform and a threat intelligence platform to collect and collaborate on intelligence and increase visibility. And then finally, machine learning will enable ICE to model the data with the relationship between the pattern and identify cases based on similar past examples. This year alone, ICE conducted a proof of concept with machine learning capabilities looking at the agency's event log data. All right. Thank you, Kate and Sarah. Listeners can find more event coverage on our website, govciomedia.com. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode, but until then... That's all for today's Flywheel Fridays. If you enjoyed this episode, keep the conversation turning by subscribing and leaving a review on the podcast platform of your choice. I'm Alexander Bolova. I'm Sarah Seibert. I'm Kate Macri. Thank you for listening. Flywheel Fridays, along with GovCast, HealthCast, and CyberCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released weekly across our shows. You can follow all of them in your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at govcio.com. I'm going to add like a little thing at the end, just saying more of like an EP episode than a full double album.